0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer
1: welcome everybody this is captain jim palmer the dream business coach and on this episode i am so excited to welcome a great friend of mine she's just super smart in all things online marketing i'm going to introduce my guests in just a second i want to thank our sponsor which is actually me it's the build your dream business now facebook group which is it's a free facebook group right now we're just under 300 entrepreneurs and small business owners everybody's coming nice. together to help uh help each other grow ask questions I, I am in there like all week long on on tuesdays i do something called free training tuesday where i i do some teaching occasionally embarrass myself and <laughs> and really share some good information so you should definitely be part of this and if you're in facebook you can go to build your dream business now and click to join Or if you're listening anywhere else, uh, the handy-dandy URL I set up is dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. That'll direct you right over there. I got three simple, I have to keep saying this because I delete almost a third of the people that apply. There's three super simple, very short questions. What's your business? What can you share with the group? And then, how'd you hear about me? And if you don't answer those, I'm assuming you're just a professional group joiner and are not gonna wanna participate in... First of all, that's bad karma. There's too many people that just suck up the free stuff and never participate. That's not what I'm looking for. So three simple questions you're in, and we're rockin' and roll. Let me tell you about my uh, special guest. Her name is Lindsay Phillips. She is a serial entrepreneur, a self-professed organizational freak. I've never used the word freak with Lindsay, but that's her word. She's a (laughs) client appointed taskmaster plus project ninja and warrior content marketer for life and business coaches, accountants, and other online entrepreneurs across the globe, including yours truly. As the CEO and founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, which also makes her a captain, she also is the host of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast, which is 15 minutes of pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle, love that. She leads a rock star team to support entrepreneurs who are seeking a more fast-paced business growth. And I have finally come to the realization, as so many do after the sloth, sloth or slog and struggle, to find out they can't do it all on their own and they really need a good team behind them. Lindsay,
2: how you doing, my friend? I am killer. How are you, Captain JP? <laughs>
1: I am awesome, as, as usual. Um, in case you can't tell just from the banter, we're really good friends. Lindsay got first introduced to me by our mutual friend and my longtime personal assistant, Kate Bradbury. And, said lindsey'd really like to get into the va world jim can you help her i said well give her a project to do and if she does good i'll give her another one and literally i mean she's killed it and it was a short climb i usually take people up a little bit of a longer road but i think within (laughs) about two months she was like almost full time for me and then she just kept growing her business and um full disclosure became a coaching client oh i i got to spend time with her husband. Mark even met her dad, who's awesome, so we're we're pretty close, but don't let that bother you. I'm going to nail her here with some really hard (laughs) hard (laughs) questions. Don't
2: hold back.
1: Yeah. So, Lindsay, let's first go there. Um, One of the things I often ask people when I interview them is, um, are you the first entrepreneur in your family, or where did the entrepreneurial genes come from? Father, grandfather, mother, grandmother?
2: I am, I I guess. I've never really thought about that before. Um, I did have a business, uh, what feels like a lifetime ago, when I lived out in British Columbia, um, exporting vehicles to the States and doing all the customs and documentation and stuff. So I kind of got the bug then, if you will. Um, And then, yeah, I just, I don't know, this (laughs) life, stress, (laughs) and then got married and stuff. And so my, I just, did not want to be a business owner anymore and then once I had the the small kids and I'm just like I don't want to go out and about anymore I don't want to do sales I want to be at home I want to be in charge of my own life mm-hmm. and career and and make more money I was making like 14 dollars an hour working for a newsletter publishing company and I'm like oh my god like I'm smarter than this wow <laughs> I can do more and um, and yeah and obviously appreciate you and Kate uh, you know having faith in my abilities and just opening up my eyes to the BA world and loved it
1: and so well first of all I didn't know that about the exporting cars I mean that's like that Tom Cruise character in Rain Man he was bringing all these expensive cars and <laughs> exporting them that's pretty cool and, and, and working for a newsletter company I mean then you got to meet the newsletter guru let's find how know? life works right
2: it was Kismet.
1: <laughs> so, so you then started, um, you then started a business, a VA business, and like so many others, you started kind of being a jack of all trades, doing a lot of different things, admin work, and and stuff like that. Um, and we'll fast forward to um, about a year ago. We, we were talking, and you're saying, "Man, I really, so many of my clients um, need help in the content marketing space, right? That's just." And like most entrepreneurs, I think, Lindsay, you'll agree with this, they don't lack for ideas, uh, they just lack the time to execute, right? Oh, uh, totally. And you decided then to, to take your, your VA firm, which you've grown to, I think, 12 or 13 team members, and, and your husband is now on board, which yeah. actually speaks volume about the success you, you've you worked so hard to achieve. But it's really it's really impressive when um, one business su- supports an entire household, and I mean, your driveways filled with Ferraris and Lamborghinis, <laughs> <laughs> or mini, or minivans. We did get
2: a, We did get a nice new truck last year, so Mark was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's
1: such a manly truck, too. He's got well, the truck, and you got a minivan. I <laughs> think right so. Pretty much. Well, wow, that's that's life right now, yeah. but so, but very, you, very astutely, you started noticing that a lot of the work you were doing for your clients, where you started very broad. I mean, half of your clients, the biggest revenue driver. For your VA firm was in the uh, content marketing space.
2: Yeah, they were getting great success, and honestly, most part of my decision was a, I loved doing it. It really jazzed me up. There was so much to learn. Things were always changing. How to optimize things, and yeah, my clients were getting great results, and uh, all those other kind of typical VA tasks, if you will. Um, I just, I kind of hated it. And it was just bringing me down and bumming me out. And I was also finding it really hard to scale my business and train my staff um, to grow. And it just sort of came to that crux. And I, I even, Jim, had people that weren't really clear on what I did and how many things I did. And I'm like, oh, that's problematic. <laughs> and I just kind of bit the bullet and I mean it was I don't know if you remember the conversations that we've had but I was like it was scary to like you know I'm gonna turn all these people away if they come and ask me to do XYZ but you know what I remember turning down um, my very first prospect and it was like you know sorry we don't do that and I even turned one down that I just felt like wasn't a good fit um, personality wise and stuff and it was like I had to channel you, I'm like, just stand by what you believe in, you know, follow your path, and I'm like, no, this is not going to work out, and I kind of felt sick afterwards because I'm like, oh, I'm turning money away. Yeah. But honestly, it's like the world went, no, nope, that's right for you, and a flood of business came in, so it was perfect.
1: It And it never... I mean, all the times that I've done it, when I had my first business, and then I started transitioning to the online space, and it never seems to match up. Where as you start losing some customers through attrition or whatever, and your 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 second business that you want to focus on isn't up to speed enough for you to turn to, but yet you know you have to make that commitment, or you'll forever have one foot on the dock and one foot in the boat, so to speak. And um, I've done that so many times, and then you know, literally about. Uh, five years ago, when I really figured coaching is what I was—I was made to do. This is what I enjoy, and kind of put all the other things on autopilot. And mm-hmm. yet, I watch what happens in the background. And say, I'm not sure I would have handled it that way. But yet, if I didn't have a team doing things, I wouldn't be able to be the coach I am today. So, it's really interesting, and it, it's a very gutsy move, by the way. And 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 uh, so I applaud you for that. When when a small business owner is seeking to grow their business and and they want to reach out and expand and and get help for the things that they need doing. What's different about hiring a content marketing expert versus just any other virtual assistant who can do it all, so to
2: speak? I know. And that that term VA, virtual assistant, I mean, it's so broadly used um, and it has, it's so all-encompassing, I guess you could say. And how I explain it is if, if I want someone to oversee my bookkeeping, my finances, my taxes, I mean that's my money. It's like you know I'm not going to go to a general VA to do that. I'm going to go someone with that is skilled in that area um, and that is an expert in like a tax coach or you know accountant or whatever that may be. So I mean VAs all have their place, don't get me wrong, but I think if there's something a specific strategy that you want to go with or a part of your business that you really need help with I think it's more better use of your money and your investment to get someone that is an expert in that thing so that you can optimize it and really drive it forward so for me it's it's, we're focused on content marketing we know it inside out we publish it we optimize it we promote it we tweak it we analyze it We strategize Um, It's more than just, you know, posting a blog and and sharing it on social media.
1: Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, and you're 100% right. I mean, gosh, of all the things from, i I say, from marketing and legal and your accounting, those are the three biggest areas of trust Mm -hmm. that you have to have in your business. Um, And it's interesting when you focus exclusively on content marketing. I'm focusing, you know, 100% of my time, three days a week, on coaching. We we keep sharpening our own saws, first Mm -hmm. of all, and when you, I mean, when you place your 100th and your 300th and then your 500th blog post and you're looking at the uh, analytics and all the other things, you keep sharpening and honing your skill versus working with somebody who says, yeah, I can do a blog, and next thing you know, they're spending three hours doing admin work or working with Excel or doing this, and then they go back. You know what I mean? It's really... Mm -hmm. Content marketing is is also a catch-all term. You know, there's it, it is a lot of things. So let's explore that for a little bit. You know, when I think of content marketing, <clears throat> I think of uh, obviously the written word. I think of uh, audio, and I think of video. Um, probably some other things, but certainly within the written world, I mean, you got books, you got blog posts, you got all the social media postings and LinkedIn. You can do daily, and you can also do long posts, things like that. And audio, obviously, I think probably the behemoth there is podcasting Mm -hmm. and then of course videos. Am I leaving anything out?
2: Um, The only thing that was left out there is really um, social media is it's its own beast, if you will. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, you're sharing content, but you also want to share um, just quick tips and motivation and fun stuff and engage with people. And, like, there's there's more nuances than just sharing a blog on on social media. The other element to uh, to pull into that mix is email marketing to make sure that you are growing your e list, you're nurturing the list, you're building relationships, you're pulling them down down the sales funnel and getting them closer to your end goal, which is you know, to get your services or buy your big-ticket item.
1: Right, right. Um, so, let's talk about a little uh, a, a little. Well, I don't know if theory is the right word, but let's talk a little uh, practicality about content mm-hmm. marketing. Let's talk about blog posts. Um, obviously, people want to post to their blog, number one, to share information and, and get their message out there, but strategically, posting to your blog I, I suggest minimum once a week. I actually like two or three times, but not everybody can do that. That actually helps your SEO for your for your website and/ or blog site, right?
2: Absolutely. So um, my favorite tool for SEO is SEO Yoast. So it's a plugin for WordPress sites. and it like idiot proofs it for lack of better terms of how to SEO your post. It tells you, yep, you did great, the light is green um, on all these different elements on how you can optimize your blog post for search engine optimization. So once you've done that then Google basically pays more attention to what it is that you're writing and that you've updated your website and stuff like that. And you know when you promote it through emails or social media or or, you know there's definitely blog sharing websites and guest blogging and so forth, but when people link back to your site to look at the blog, not only are you helping with those rankings and boost your rankings um, with Google, but you're also inviting them into your world so to speak and then you know, you'll have call to actions and you want to convert them to your e-list, maybe they'll check out your services page and kind of see what you're all about. So it's a way of, of getting people kind of into your world as well.
1: Okay, and so what about uh, frequency? What do, you, what do you recommend for frequency?
2: I mean, I, I think a lot of it is a budget, what you can do, and um, you know how many different marketing strategies you have on the go. I mean, there's some companies that their biggest marketing um, strategy is podcasting, so they may some people podcast once you know, every day or three times a week, and so they don't have necessarily a lot of blogs. They might just do a couple here and there kind of a thing, um, whereas maybe you're more video-driven. So it kind of depends on your target market and what's more effective for you. But I definitely think whether it's blogs or videos or podcasts, you always want to update and have new content on a weekly basis and just be consistent with it. That's more important than anything.
1: So consistency is more important than frequency,
2: you think? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've had, you know, again, people that maybe have a smaller budget, it's like, okay, at the extreme least, uh, let's do two a month plus two videos. You want to have at least some new content each week, whether it's a video, a podcast, or a blog. Um, I I I prefer once a week um, myself. But it's all about testing. I mean, I know there's some people out there that blog every day, and then they email their list every day, and they get a ton of action and a ton of engagement, and it affects their sales funnels in a positive way, and they're getting good ROI, um, but then there's some people where it's like their audience is like, oh my god, that's overkill, and then they get too many opt-outs. So it's kind of, you can boost it up and then kind of see what the reactions are and what the analytics show and then make adjustments from there. I'm all for testing things. You don't know until you test it out because every audience is slightly different.
1: It is. And you know what's interesting is, as you know this is I, I've i done video for so long back it started in 2009 when everybody got their $110 Kodak flip phone and <laughs> <laughs> so many of my I could think of three or four people off the top of my head that all kind of buds of mine that all started with their weekly video show and a year later I was the only one still standing and I did it for six years as you know yeah. first uh, it was originally called No Hassle Newsletter TV then it was <laughs> then it was Newsletter Guru TV and then it, now it's, it was Dream Business TV that um, that that incarnation of me on video, you know, start stopped somewhere around eight months ago, I think. And I started doing the Facebook lives, which, uh, um, I'm just getting so much of a better reaction. But the, the reason I wanted to share this with, um, you and the listeners is when I started. <clears throat> I, I had no monitor as to time. I just started talking, talking, and I started <laughs> sharing. I started sharing a message, and and little by little, as my audience grew, it, it was very slow. I mean, for the first six months, I think Stephanie, my mom, and I don't know one other person <laughs> watched. But slowly but surely, I started building an audience, and literally, in its, I, I'll call it a heyday, in the three to five year mark, I had like twelve hundred views a week we're watching the videos nice. but then as I as my audience grew and it kept growing I, I mean I eventually just couldn't stop my, my videos were like eight nine ten minutes sometimes but then I noticed Lindsay and I think somewhere you know uh, a couple of years ago the audience stopped growing it stayed faithful but it stopped growing and that told me that th- things are shifting as far as the available yeah. time people have and so I, um, for the last year that I did the recorded videos, I was keeping them to two minutes or less. I really switched it up. But then when I went to live video, man, you get some really, such good interaction on Facebook yeah. live. And, and that's how I do the uh, you know free Tuesday training in the uh, Build Your Dream business group. And this, I mean, it's live. I mean, it's crazy the interaction you get and you can feed off the audience. So, um, okay, so having that big preamble to a question, <laughs> With all, with your other um, VIP clients that you work with, do you find that are some still doing recorded videos, kind of like a video podcast, so to speak, or are a lot of people switching to live or you got people doing both? Or I'm curious about that.
2: Yeah, both. I have some clients where it's like, would you please do live video? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're doing their videos, which is great. And I have some clients that I'm like, come on, man, get on board. You have to do videos. Um, so I have all different stages, right? Um, but I definitely think you have to get bigger in the game. You have to do video. And I think you have to suck it up and do live Facebook somehow, some way, and just get it done. I mean, the truth is that you are going to get noticed. Facebook is going to reward you and show you in the newsfeed. People get notified when you do live Facebooks. Again, like you said, like the interaction, the views, it's amazing. And you can extract those automatically or otherwise and put them on your YouTube channel to still have them sit in your YouTube channel for those that are subscribed. Um, so you, It's like a double whammy, really. Um, but I have had, uh, what I am starting to see though is more produced videos, which I find very interesting. Now, there are obviously, yes, on live Facebook, but like uh, one of my uh, VIP clients, he actually has an in house video guy. And he has been like adding the captions and the, you know, the different, if the client is on one side, you know, there's text that comes up to have, points that, you know, were, were brought up during the video, or like montages, or like, they're just more produced, they're more put together, and more polished, and I'm starting to see that more and more, which kind of sucks for an entrepreneur, because it's going to cost more, Right. You know, but I mean, even if we have custom thumbnails, even if you add text onto your videos, I mean, there are easy steps for, you know, the average entrepreneur to kind of up their game with videos, but I definitely think creating them is, is not going to go away. It's not just going to be live.
1: How do you think, um, <clears throat> for someone who's just struggling, or maybe they're still just, you know, doing a Facebook post, positive quote or something, and, and a blog occasionally, and things like that. How does, if we wanted to convince some of the stragglers right now, or, or people are dragging their feet, how does content marketing actually work to attract mm-hmm. new, new new clients or prospective clients?
2: I love that question, because I still get every now and then, oh, social media, you know, it's kind of a nice to have, it's not really needed, and I'm like, wah! Yeah. <laughs> That's so not true. Um, Think about it this way, Um, and I've done this myself. If someone's looking for a nutritionist, a yoga instructor, an accountant, a tax coach, whatever that may be, or even a software program, people are on their phones or on their tablets, and that's how they search. Yes, they'll check out your website. If you have stale content on there, you have a blog that you haven't done since God knows when, then they're gonna be like are you even still in business if they go to your Facebook page or your social media page because people always go to Facebook and they see that your you know banner and your profile doesn't match your website there's just that kind of a disconnect and they're gonna get confused and if your posts are either a all-promotional Boo, don't do that. <laughs> or, you know, it's very inconsistent. You only have a post here and there. People will wonder are they really a successful business owner? Are they, especially if it's all promo, are they just in it for themselves? They don't care about me and what I need. And are they going to be there for support if I have an issue? So, those first impressions are absolutely crucial and you do not want to turn those prospects away. You want to attract them and suck them in.
1: Ooh, suck them in, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, alright, keep going Jim. What, so what are the best strategies to implement so you can actually suck in some uh, prospective clients?
2: Um, One of them is making sure that your branding is consistent, so making sure that your banners, your profile pic, even the images that you use for social media, it has your logo, it has your website, all the colors and the fonts and your palette is accurate, so that you have a cohesive look and you get higher brand recognition and exposure. The second would be consistency, consistency, consistency. Get things out on a regular basis. And I, I mentioned it already where don't just promote your services. Hey, oh, hey if you've got a broken furnace, call me. Um, you need to give information that people want to hear. Something that solves their pain points. Information that they're interested in. And then a couple other pointers are um, not to be stiff. Like all your stuff does not have to be, you know, Uber uh, industry specific. You can have pictures about you and your team and what's going on. Um, I have a, a dog, um, dog daycare. Um, oh, my God. Grooming. But you know what I mean. Yep. Company. Jeez, bro I'm just tripping over my words um and and so obviously dogs are at his facility all the time so they take pictures of like the dogs having fun people love that it's like live action it's like a sneak peek into what's going on or like I see you know my friends and entrepreneurs that are like hey we're in the office we're doing this right now um things that are really off the cuff it shows your personality I mean I love the minions and I love cats so you are gonna see them on my wall (laughs) and I'll post about my kids or something really cool or you know an exercise class I was at people want to connect with other people they want to know that you're a normal human being that they can relate to don't feel you know be authentic and show your personality it's all good and the last one I'll say which is absolutely crucial is you can't just post and forget you have to engage, you have to respond to people's comments, you have to look at, uh, follow up other people, right, that are your ideal customer or people that are connected in your geographical area or community, share their posts, comment on their posts, you know, and, and they will likewise do it back, share their material, um, direct message people, have conversations, um, it's all about that relationship building, you can't just post and forget.
1: I also think that if you're promoting every doggone day, it's not just um, – it's not just a, where it's not a negative or positive. It's not, it is a positive. I mean it's a negative 100%. If oh, every, yeah. If everybody – every time someone sees your stuff, you're promoting, you're going to have people like fleeing the scene in Absolutely. a major way. And that's uh,
2: what I mean. Like, yeah. And, and it's like you know sharing blogs and videos – you're helping people. Like I get great comments all the time on the videos that I share on like my little how-to's and stuff. They're like, oh, that was super helpful. I love that tool. And I'm like, awesome. I want to like, genuinely actually help people. But even having posts, this is what some people don't do, is they think that all their posts need to link back to their website. Yes, it is important to link back to your website for organic traffic and, you know, getting them to join a lead magnet and stuff like that. But, those kinds of posts that are just like a quote graphic or even just a statement or something funny or an engaging post, those are more shareable actually and more people will comment on them. So it's really important to mix it up.
1: Darn, I'm really running out of time here. I want to squeeze in a couple more questions if I can. Sure. I know your your, your your firm is doing really well helping people um, with these funnels, sales funnels, um, which kind of falls into your wheelhouse again because of the, the way you can you can you're very much a visionary, Lindsay, and I mean that really as a compliment, because you can see when you're working with a client, you can see what they need. You, need, you can mm-hmm. see the path that's going to get there. But So besides content marketing, you've also gained gaining quite a reputation as building funnels, right?
2: I love building funnels. I like mapping things out. I, yeah, like you said, I'm very visual and methodical. So it's like you know, when I start with a new client, I definitely need to figure out or talk to them to know, okay, what are your entry points? What are your lead magnets? What is your tripwire? What is you know that $20 item where you're getting them the, to the next step? And then what's your bigger item? It's kind of like a product ladder, right? Where you're you're taking them up one ring at a time, and then your email marketing and your sales funnels need to follow that um, logically, psychologically, and logistically to kind of pull through people through that sales funnel.
1: What's the um? I, I know the rationale behind that, and and you know, so a totally elementary, rudimentary sales funnel is, hey, here's our stuff, here's the link. But actually, people need to be walked down a path, right? I mean, yeah. the longer the path, the more it takes time to develop trust, right? It does. And so with a funnel, it's not just step one, step two, step three. If somebody does something, like let's say you get to here and you know, you know how you see those uh, charts, answer yes or no, if it's yes you yeah. know, this way, yes it no. I mean, what you're actually building some pretty, um, pretty elaborate um, sales funnels.
2: We have. We've mirrored a lot of um, Frank Kearns. I mean, Jeff Walker's really great with his launches and stuff like that, and a lot of it is behavioral-based. So, yeah, if someone does this, and then obviously your uh, CRM or your email software has to have be tagged-based, so if they do this action, it means this, so therefore take them down this path and give them more of what they want so that they'll say yes. If they don't do X, Y, and Z, then maybe we need to nurture them more. So let's get them some free content and then ask again afterwards. Yeah. Um, so everything is about tracking what it is that those people are doing. But don't get me wrong, this is all automated. Infusionsoft um, is amazing for that, which obviously we use.
1: Right, so if somebody was interested, um, and I am starting to wrap up, so I'll ask you for your contact information, but if somebody had curious, if, if they were curious about that process of building a funnel, and they did reach out to you. What what does that look like? How how do you walk somebody through that?
2: Um, well, I definitely check out their website, their offerings, what I can see, and then I mean, first we need to build that product ladder, like what are all of your offerings? What are the services? What are your lead magnets? And then you really do need to start by filling in those gaps. If you don't have a tripwire, we need to build a tripwire. If you don't have a mid-range product, you're not going to take them from a $20 item to a $5,000 item by a few emails. It's just not going to happen. So I mean you have to make sure that your ladder is structured properly and you have those things built in as your foundation and then you can start doing the sales funnel. So you you have to know that your your ladder is is making sense first of all.
1: Okay, last question because somebody's going to write me a nasty email if I don't ask it. What's a tripwire?
2: That's okay. So a tripwire is um, like you're, you know you're sending a bunch of emails. You're getting them to engage in the lead magnet, that the ebook that they just got, to make sure that they actually read it. Um, and then it's like your first offer. So to get them to buy, a commit, you know, spend money and buy something small. So whether it's like the hard copy of the ebook for you know nine dollars or maybe it's a hard copy of one of your books, pay shipping only for, I don't know, whatever it is, or a really small, small like course for $25. Usually it's something that's like nine to, I guess, $50 in that range, but usually 20-ish dollars. And it kind of just gets them past that next point to to buy something and invest more in what you're doing and engage in more material. So it's kind of like that first step to kind of move down the sales funnel.
1: Gotcha. All right. So how does somebody um, how does somebody reach out to you and and have a conversation with you about uh, what you do?
2: You bet. So they can go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and of course on the homepage there, if they want, they can grab a free social media roadmap which will help them get started and get consistent so they can attract and acquire more customers faster.
1: Awesome. Captain Lindsay Phillips, thank you so much for (laughs) being my special guest expert. I greatly appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Talking about my favorite topic.
1: Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Hey folks, that wraps up this uh, special interview with uh, Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Sailing Business Growth. Thank you so much to, uh, The Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group, remember to go there. It's free. There's a ton of training and support and feedback. If you want to have a dream business and live your dream lifestyle, that's your first stop. DreamBizGroup.com is how you get there. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Stop back this time next week for another great interview, and you take good care.